And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. The World of Myth Bitch. Hi, everybody. I'm Stephanie Barty, your host, and I would like to welcome you all to the World of Myth Bits podcast, our member of the month edition. And our member of the month for this interview is DC Diamondopolis. She won in episode 63 for her story, 1951. Welcome to the show, DC. Hi, how are you? Good. And I would like to introduce my co-host. You're going to say, don't I get an intro? Am I not important enough to get an intro on the show that... <sighs> I'm sorry. I got so carried away with being professional that I forgot all about you. Oh, Even though I was looking right at you. I know. I said, you, I said we, Skype has a crystal clear 4K picture of me beaming right into your eyeballs. And you forgot to say, oh, and my lovely co-host, Mike Lutz. But... Go ahead, Steph. Thank you. <laughs> so, welcome to the show, DC. I, I hope you don't uh, scare you too much. <laughs> well, you don't scare me at all. <laughs> we try and be professional. It doesn't always work. Four so, shows in. Story. 19- I was yeah, going to say, four shows in, and you're swinging that professionalism word around way too much. I know, I know. So your story, 1951, can you give us a little bit of background on that and what was the inspiration for that story? Well, I was always fascinated by Roswell and the sightings in the right after World War II. And uh, I thought when I was writing my collection of 20th century snapshots, 1951 would be a great time to write a sci-fi flash fiction. And uh, that's how it all came about, really. Uh, Roswell, I love science fiction. Uh, I used to watch reruns of The Twilight Zone and um, Outer Limits. Oh, I loved Outer Limits. And, and it just seemed like, well, I think I'll, I, I want to write this. I want to write 1951. And it worked out. It worked out fabulously. It was a wonderful story. Now, Charlie, the main character. Right. The protagonist. You kind of feel sorry for him as you're going through the story, and he's kind of a sad character. Did you use an outside influence to create that character, or was he purely just fiction? He was fiction, but I always I remember that film with Martin Sheen called Badlands with Sissy Spacek, and yes. I, I do you remember that. And I wanted. Yes, I do. I do. I wanted that kind of a character, almost like a James Dean type of character. Um, and it, I, I don't know if that really had, that was the background of it. But as I was writing it, I was thinking, oh, you know, there's some similarities here. The anti-hero, the guy that isn't quite pathetic, but he also has a heart because he's feeling for these aliens it crashed. And uh, mm, yeah. so I wanted to make him a little more well-rounded than just a, a loser or what you yeah. would 
a loser because I don't think really anyone is a total loser. Well, <laughs> there's one or two, but we won't go there. <laughs> yeah, I have watched myself on that one. There's, there's, there's always the exception <laughs> to the rule somewhere along the line. <laughs> and some are larger than life. <laughs> no, I found I found Charlie very relatable and very real. Like after I read the story, I was kind of walking to work and I'm looking at guys that I'm passing on the street and I'm thinking, you know, he's kind of very Charlie. That kind of became, that kind of became the, the, the thing for a few few days after reading the story. He's very Charlie. Very Charlie. <laughs> Because he was such a smart-ass kind of, well, not really smart-ass, but kind of a, well, all right, this is going to happen, this is going to happen kind of character. But you you got a, a personal feeling from him that there was more depth to him than that. Well, he wanted more depth. <laughs> I think that, that <laughs> he knew he was missing depth, and that's what he wanted. And uh, it's like yeah. when he's out there smoking his cigarette, thinking about the aliens and wondering if they had a family or if anyone would miss them. He realizes that, you know, they had to come from the skies. There had to be something greater than just him. But he couldn't quite grasp it. And yeah. and that's where the sadness comes in. And at the very end, it's, he's wondering when this guy when the military man puts a barrel to the back of his neck and he wonders if anybody's going to miss him. It's the same feeling. And, and I'm, yeah, I'm glad if it touched you like that, that's good. It's, I, I'm, I'm happy about that. I really enjoyed it. I really did. I've actually read it a couple of times. <laughs> First, purely for enjoyment, of course. And the second time to make sure that the impressions that I got from the first time were the same ones, and the third one for interview purposes. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but I did. I really enjoyed this. Well, thank story. you. Um, now, I have gone over your, your website, of course, and I've done my research, but our viewer, or viewers, oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to throw professionalism out the window. <laughs> it's not working for me, apparently. <laughs> Our listeners, <laughs> I, I told you. Kid. Our listeners may not know of your illustrious career, and I say illustrious because as I was going through um, your bio and everything on your website, you have won quite a few first place and second places and members of the month. It's it's a truly fascinating and and um, incredible list of achievements and. Have you enjoyed, okay, the question that I was getting to, because I just completely blanked, um, you have, I know you've enjoyed, have you enjoyed publications elsewhere that our listeners may not know about? Well, I have some coming up, and uh, my publications are, boy, they're all over the place. Um, I've, I've published worldwide from Nigeria to Pakistan to Asia, uh, Australia, of course, here in the United States, Canada, where, where you're both from. And, um, and I like having that kind of readership 
I mean, to think that people from Nigeria are reading like the bell tower, that to me is astonishing. But with the Internet now, it's like anything can happen. It's just mm-hmm. amazing. And, uh, and I think, I think it's wonderful what's happening to short fiction, flash fiction, poetry. A lot of readers, and a lot of readers like quick. Yes. Yeah. It's a lot easier now to uh, get your work out there and get a following and have people see what you can do than it was, say, even 10 years ago. Oh, that's true. It sure is. And uh, so there's an opportunity for, for all writers to be published. Uh, you just have to do the work and do the writing and then submitting and making sure that your work is getting out there because, after all, that's what writers have. They have a gift to give, and it's important that you give it. Yes. Yes, I agree totally. Now, um, um, speaking now, of your writing, can I get a question in as always? <laughs> I, was, I was just going to ask uh, DC about your writing process. How do you formulate a story, and then how do you go from conception to putting out there? Well, it really depends with each piece. Um, sometimes I'll get a voice in my head, and uh, it will come really strong. And not that I'm schizophrenic, but I do I do get a voice. Um, that happened with Billy Luck. It just was there, and it was like this this 85-year-old man wanted to get out, and he was using me to get out. Other times, the images will come to me. And it can just be an image, a flash image, and I'll take it from there. There's really no set pattern except that when I finish one story, I do go right into the next. There isn't really much lag time or any lag time. I don't like lag time. I like to just keep writing. And if it's not coming to me, Mike, what I do is I just write through it. I don't sit and wait for a muse. I just go on through. I, I don't give up. And that is important for me because I could just sit and wait to be inspired and a year could go by. Yeah. <laughs> when when you're writing out your story, do you like long hand it out in a notebook or do you are you right in front of your keyboard and you're just banging it out onto your uh, word processor? I have a yellow legal pad that I like to write longhand. I don't judge myself. I don't critique myself. I can be as crappy and awful as I want because no one's going to see it. Mm-hmm. But I get story out, the beginning, the middle, and the end. And hopefully there might be something in that, the writing on that legal pad, that I go, oh, that's it. And then I can jump start from there, and then I get in front of the computer and I start writing. Gotcha. But yes, I do like the longhand approach because it's like stream of consciousness. Yeah. Well, I, I, just I, I, I remember just hearing a, uh, an interview with, uh, Chuck Palahniuk, the guy who wrote Fight Club and all those other ones. Mm-hmm. And he was asked how, like, does he use the laptop? He goes, that's not writing, that's typing. And he does the exact same thing that you do. He writes everything out longhand in a notebook. And he goes, that's mm-hmm. the writing. Well, everyone has their own way. And, um, yeah, you know, everybody's got their own way of doing it, but for me, that's what works, and obviously for him, that's what works. So yeah. you, you really have to find what what works for you best, and then go with it. Mm-hmm. 
And like I said, no one has to see it. No. I, th- I think I've got a, a, a shelf of my, one of my bookshelves full of half finished notebooks full of half one quarter stories and just like mm-hmm. lines and stuff like that. And it, it just, I haven't been able to either put them all together or finish that thought or whatever. But like I said, I've got notebooks all over the place just in case something hits. Uh huh. Well, I'm sorry. Go on, Stephanie. I'll write longhand when I hit a block. Mm. If I'm typing on my computer and I hit a block in the story I'm working on, I'll pick up my book and I'll just keep going. And writing it out longhand will get me, work me through it. <laughs> right, yeah. No, it, 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 it seems to work for me that way to begin with. And then I, 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 you know, I do go onto the computer and start typing. But yeah, it's, it's a process, that's for sure. Yeah. Do you, um, do you workshop your stories? Like, do you have like a group? Yes, that I do, as a matter of fact. I have a wonderful workshop here in Cambria called the Cambria Writers Workshop that I've been going to for years. And I think that's really important for writers to be able to share their work with other writers, have them critique, listen to what they have to say, take it or leave it, and then sit and listen to them read their stories and comment on them. It's really, it's a nice bonding uh, atmosphere that you get with other, with other writers. And uh, they're invali- they're just very valuable to me, along with certain friends that I like to share my work with. But the writers group definitely. Yeah. Now, you have your web page says that you have a background in theater, television, film, and improv. Can right. you tell us a bit about that? Well, I did some film television, uh, and a lot of theater, a lot of repertory theater, and improvisation is actually where I I just loved improv, and that's where I started thinking, formulating the idea that maybe I wanted to write because I was creating characters in improvisation, and now some colleges and universities teach acting to writers. They're doing what I was doing back then that I didn't know I was doing. It <laughs> <laughs> about naturally. Way ahead of and, the curve. Well, I, I, I don't know if it was ahead of the curve, but it was definitely, something was happening there, Mike. <laughs> definitely. And it was from there, I think I jump-started uh, thinking about, wow, why don't I put character, why don't I write fiction? It just kind of was a organic process that, that happened. And I'm so glad it did because there's far more opportunity as a writer for me than an actor because I can be anything. Yes. I, I can be anything when I'm, I can be an alien, I can be a cat, uh, I can be black, I can be white, I can be anything. Mm-hmm. And wow, what freedom there is in writing. It's just a beautiful, beautiful way to express yourself. Yeah, I think now, Dave and I write mostly. Go ahead, Steph. Go ahead, Mike. No, I, I was I was going to say, uh, Dave, uh, David Montoya and I kind of had this conversation about um, the immediacy that you can feel with uh, writing short stories and stuff like that, as opposed to 
both Dave and I have dipped our toe in the movie making business. And mm-hmm. I just, for me, I like the immediate gratification of writing a quick, like a flash story and putting it out there. So like I thought of this, I made, I can do this in one day kind of thing. Whereas movie wow. making. Yeah. I, I'm kind of weird sometimes when I get, when I get into the mood, I can bang out like a flash story in a day. And I think Stephanie has seen some of the results of that, but like being on the other, the one, the other side of the camera, it just, it just, I needed to see the work done or like, I know writing short stories and stuff like that. I can see it made and it's getting out there immediately. So I understand your, your love of the, the writing, uh, Oh, what is the, the writing art? How's that? Right. And it, it takes, sometimes stories come quicker than others. Yes. Uh, sometimes they'll come a lot. It, it can be just, you know, maybe three, uh, revisions instead of <laughs> where I've done 20 on some. You know, it can, <laughs> it, they vary. They all vary. Yeah. Well, the, you know, it's just, it's just each story or flash fiction uh, is different from from the the one before. Mm-hmm. Now, do you write in any other genres? Well, I yes, I I write sci-fi, fantasy. In fact, the one the story I just finished was a hybrid, or actually more of a mashup of sci-fi, fantasy, and goth. Oh wow! And, uh, yeah. And it's a love story on top of that. And so, so um, that I, I like mashing the genres together. I like experimental mm-hmm. writing. Uh, I like writing in prose sometimes. Most of my stories are character driven. Um, mm-hmm. So again, it's like, wow, there's just this banquet of different genres and mashing and, and we're just really fortunate. To be able to do that. Now, I did notice um, a theme with a lot of the titles. You like years. Well, is in, there a particular reason for that? Yes, in nine in twentieth uh, century snapshots, that's all years. My short stories aren't, but the flash fiction. I'm showing you like 1951. I'm working on one called. Uh, well, let me see. I, I've done 1920, 1929. There are all the years of the 20th century, a snapshot, a historical snapshot with a character or two of that time, of that date, like with Charlie, 1951. So I titled this collection 20th century, 20th century snapshots because that's exactly what it is. They're little, uh, snapshots of a time period. And is that available now? No, it is not. <laughs> Sweet. I have, I'm, I'm working on that. I, I have, I have the collection going and I'm reaching, I want to reach a certain number before I think in terms of actually submitting it to a publisher or something for that. Right. Yeah. Now, when you, when you reach that point where you're going to compile everything, will you put them in chronological order or will you, kind of mix them mix them up well if i'm mixing them up with my short stories 
I will mix them up. If I'm going to, that's a good question, Mike. I haven't really thought about that. Will I put them in, maybe I will put them in chronological order. Um, that's a possibility. So that say you were born in the year 1980. You could go and pick out, okay, what happened in 1980? Oh, wow. Okay. That's the year I was born. Let me read about it. And there it is. They're like, they're, Chronicles, yes, that's what they are. Yeah. I love almanacs and chronicles and and things like that. So this just kind of came about naturally for me. So when you're researching a, a specific year, do you like do you have an idea of what you want to look for, like an event in that year, and then write in and around it, or do you just kind of go with a feel of that particular year? Well, kind of everything. Um, the thing is, like I said, I, I, I love books on almanacs and years and dates, and I love nonfiction as well as fiction writing, so that I, I do do a lot of research of that year, but usually I have something um, that I want to write about. Like, say I want to do a vaudeville piece. I'll go to 1910. Uh, that was a good year for vaudeville. Okay. You know, or take that. Mm-hmm. Or 1929, the stock market crash. Okay. Um, or 1957, which I have, which will be coming out. And that's an, uh, it's a gay noir, I call it, of what it was like to be gay before uh, um, the uh, gay rights movement and Stonewall happened. So it's a snapshot of this drag queen and a butch uh, and what happens to them in a bar. So that will be coming out soon, and that's titled 1957. And <laughs> it was really fun to write. This one was <laughs> This just came to me. <laughs> just the premise alone is just like, all right, I'm definitely going to be reading that one for sure. Just... <laughs> right. Me too. <laughs> Looking forward to that one. So, when you're not writing, what do you do for fun? Well, I love walking. Um, I'm a hiker. Uh, I'm a Scrabble player. Uh, a big, big Scrabble player. Um, I live in a beautiful area where there's a lot of nature. I like being in nature. I like, uh, I meditate twice a day. Uh, I'm with friends. It's it's just a it's a very nice life that I feel I'm living right now and and I'm happy for that. Like I want everybody to feel I want everybody to have it. <laughs> I think it's important as writers that we get time alone by ourselves because that's important and um, it just is. As writers, though, are we ever actually really alone? <laughs> Well, I, I think when we're writing, we, I know when I'm writing, I am. Um, uh, I guess everybody, people have different ways of going about it, but I sure think it helps me to be quiet and alone by myself to be able to be creative. Oh, physically, yes, physically alone, but I'm always surrounded by my characters. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes, oh. yeah, they're always there. Yeah. <laughs> No, that that's fine. I, I love that too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I carry on conversations with them when no one's around. 
Well, that, that seems the best to find used to it. To, yeah, well, to 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 flesh out that character, you have to give them some sort of life on, like that oh, you're drawing sure. off of. Right, right, and that takes time. Sometimes I use a character profile sheet that I like to do with their name, their age, their background, what characteristics they have, what character traits, what they like, what they don't like how they react to, to certain things. Are they angry? Is this an enraged person? Uh, is this a person that's timid? Um, all these things enter into it. But I get a lot of that sometimes when I'm meditating. Um, it will come, certain things will come to me that I've been struggling with. And that's why I like setting that time alone to be able to do that and, and have that, uh, that insight. Now, do you have like now, a separate office you, in your in your space for your writing, like yeah. where you can segregate yourself from everybody in the world to yeah. do your writing? I do. I I have my space where uh, <laughs> yeah. I. It, it's definitely my space, my own room where I work, and um, I'm the type of person that's that's very disciplined and um, structured. It's really the only way I can work. I know. I see you shaking your head, not, Mike. Not me. I, I said, I'm, we, we've had this conversation before, especially talking with Dave, where Dave is a planner. I'm a doer. And it, it's, it, it makes for a fun little, ex, uh, existence because I'm not a planner. And I said, my, my lack of discipline is legendary. So <laughs> I'm, I'm learning from the people that I talk to about, how to hone my writing skills. So I'm, I'm taking everything that you offer in deep right now. Well, it is important for me because if I'm not centered and structured and disciplined, I can go, you know, I can, I can feel so scattered and crazed that I don't want to feel like that. This is, it's, I guess what it is, I feel like I have this, this energy, this willingness and love of writing so much that I feel like I need to get it out. And I think that a lot of writers feel like that. It's your gift, Mike. You're Stephanie. You have something to give. And people are waiting for it. I like to think so. Mike, you don't look so good. No, I said because because of the way I write. And, like, I don't write like very long stories. Like I think the longest one I've written for the world of myth magazine, it was maybe 2,500 words. I'm like oh. said it, it, it for, for me, my writing is more like um, firing a shotgun at my laptop. And it's just like oh. all, all, all the words show up all at once. And it's just me pushing the right buttons at the right time to, organize those words into like a coherent sentence most of the time okay yeah <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, you're taking that in mike <laughs> <laughs> well they said i trying to trying to find like you, talking to prolific writers especially some of the ones that are now showing up on the world of myth magazine like yourself. Like yourself. And I'm going, okay, what are they, what are these writers, these artists doing that 
I'm not doing, and maybe I should find out what they're doing, and then start mimicking or trying to implement some of their techniques. Well, well, one thing is, is to write, set a time, and write. Whether you feel like it or not. Whether you're down, or whether you want to do something else, or find an excuse. You sit there, and you write. And that's your gift. And if you don't do it, you're not, you're, you're not using it. So it's important that we, for me, I'll, I'll say this again for myself, to make that time to sit there and write. And then once I go through the process of having read it to people at my workshop, having other people look at it and I go over it and I let it percolate the ideas and information other people are giving me, it's time for me to submit it. Because what good is it if you have your work if you don't get it out there? That's true. That's that's, true. that's as important as the writing is. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, it is because if it's not being read, it's it's just sitting there. Yes. Yeah. Yep. It's just a daydream until somebody reads it, then it becomes a story. Yeah, that's right. That's a, that's a good way of putting it, Stephanie. That's a T-shirt. <laughs> I also equate writer as a nice word of saying multiple personality disorder. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, you yeah, kind of have to. Well, especially if you write a lot in, especially if you write a lot in first person and you write a variety of different characters, you have to become that character. That's right. And I'll tell you, after I wrote a novel, I spent four years writing a novel and I wrote it in first person. And after I wrote that novel, I sat down and I wrote in third person a short story and I felt like I was let out of jail. (laughs) (laughs) Third person, you have so much, oh my goodness, the, the viewpoint is you're not so confined to I did, you know, me and you're, it, it was just a wonderful experience and I haven't stopped and that was three years ago. So. <laughs> yeah, I wrote my, my book in first person, except it was five different first persons. Oh. I, had, uh-huh. I had to hop from head to head to head and become each individual character when I was writing from their perspective. Uh-huh. I was very glad. When it was, I was very glad when it was done. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but there were days when I go, okay, who am I? Where am I? <laughs> no, I know what you mean exactly. It, it it was reminiscent of what I was acting and doing characters, and it's like, wh- where did I go? It's the same thing. Yeah. Where yeah. did I go? Yeah. Now, after you write a story, do you? I know you you're, you're constantly writing. How do you like do the hard break from the story that you just finished to the new story? Is there like a ritual that you will do to like cleanse the palate, I guess, and then move on. Um, again, for me, cleansing the palate is meditating. It, that's just real important to me to be able to be still and focus on what I want to do next. And there is that process, Mike, from when a story is finished to having it read by there's about four or five people that I have go over it. Then I take it to my workshop. Then I think about what everyone has commented on and what they say 
And then I think I, I fine-tune the story as best I can, and I'm ready for it. And then I let it go, and I start submitting. And then it's like, okay, what am I going to do now? Do I feel like doing flash fiction from 20th century snapshots? Do I feel like doing sci-fi, fantasy? It just... uh it's just something that I don't know. I don't really analyze it. It just, it kind of happens. Okay. Steph, you got anything? Um, actually, I was just looking at the Amazon list. Um, since this is your interview, now is a really good time if you want to, um, promote any of your work, any books that you want, where to get them, websites? Uh, well, my Amazon list on my um, webpage, I'm in a lot of anthologies on a- there, and the anthologies are, are listed at that um, on Amazon, the platform mm-hmm. page. And uh, like I said, I do have some things coming up, 1957, 1929. My short story, Blanc Noir, is coming up. And um, then I have uh, 1920 is, is also coming up. And um, some some reprints of film, of films, of uh, stories that I have. But... Um, you know, people can just check out my website and see where the stories are. And if they want to read them, that's great. What's and your website, website address? Is, the website is dcdiamondopolis.com. dcdiamondopolis.com. All right. Uh, are you, um, do you have a Twitter or a Facebook account that people can also look at? Well, I, on face, yes, I am on Facebook. And on Facebook, I'm under Dorothy Berman. Uh, Dorothy and then B-U-H-R-M-A-N. Okay. And that's, I'm there. I don't have a Twitter. I, I, I don't have a Twitter or, no. <laughs> I, if I was doing all this, I'd never have time to write. I don't know how people <laughs> do what they do. I mean, it's just amazing to me. But we did bring you kicking and screaming onto Skype. That's how this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's not true. I was willing, Mike, and you know. And so kind and gentle with me. Actually, you both were. You both were really sweet about it, not having ever done anything like this before. Wow. Like, <laughs> you make it very easy. <laughs> yes. I said, we, 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 the world of myth, like I said, we do a lot of things where people come kicking and screaming. So you you coming so gently into the night with us was kind of like, whoa, this is refreshing. So. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> well, it, it's been Thank fun. It's been a lot of fun. Yes, it has. Yes, I'm it. just wondering now how much you're going to edit. <laughs> Not a damn oh, thing. you didn't tell her, Mike. <laughs> no, th- this is going out raw, just like it is. I'm going to put. Oh, okay. Yeah, he doesn't edit. <laughs> Okay. No, I, I said I, do I believe it's because he said in he's lazy. Yeah, I'm lazy. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I, I I am of the opinion that this is a conversation that we're having, and you don't edit conversations. No, we don't. Right. So this this just happens to be being picked up by microphones and recording devices. So as our conversation is going on, this is what our our dear listeners are going to be part of next week when we uh 
put this out. Oh, okay. Will you let me know about yes. it? Absolutely. Uh, I do believe we are scheduled to go up on the Monday. Yeah, yes. we, we got the Monday Next slot. Monday? Oh, all right. What what day is that? The is that the oh. the tenth? That, that might be would the tenth. The tenth. Okay. Yes. Yes. Oh, wonderful. Okay. But you'll let me know anyway, or something on Facebook. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh yes. We'll like there's. Um, I send I send this to Dave. He'll upload it to the uh, Jazomod Cast Podcast Network, and then the links get filtered down into Facebook. We will tag you. Uh, we will put the link on your Facebook uh, page itself. That way. Anybody that wants to listen to this interview, all they have to do is click the link, and it'll take Fantastic. them right to it. Great. Great. Well, I told Stephanie, Mike, that I've never met a Canadian I didn't like. Wow. And, boy, I, I this, and I've met you now, and, and that's that's one to let the Canadians keep coming. They're wonderful people. <laughs> Thank <very> you. <laughs> we are invading your ears. <laughs> well, see, this is possible way. yeah. Dave, uh, Dave was our first point of contact for uh, podcasting. Well, I, years ago, I did a podcast uh, called oh. the Movie Madhouse, and Dave got a hold of us, and Dave brought us onto his network, and things evolved like they always do, and he made me uh, the managing editor of the World of Myth magazine. And now he's kind of Shanghai Stephanie and I into doing the the members of the month podcast. So it's just Dave. I inadvertently volunteered. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, a, it's really a it's really a fun magazine. I really like it, and, and David does a, a great job. So and he has he has both of you now, so it's growing, and that's yes, and that's wonderful. It's really good. Yeah, well, I said we, we're we're almost making Dave an honorary Canadian. He's just got a, a few more tests he has to pass, and then. <laughs> well, you can make me one. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Uh, like I told Dave, I said you get you, you can move up out of the desert. And I said we got lots of space up here, so he's thinking yeah. about it. So. <laughs> Well, so <laughs> I think a lot of people are. <laughs> we won't go there, though, right? <laughs> well, they might change their mind when there's about four feet of snow and it's... Minus 40. Cold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You go outside, you take a deep breath, your nostrils stick together. Oh, great. It's yeah. that cold. <laughs> oh, wow, that is cold. That's cold. California is probably a pretty good place. You could just transfer some of the Canadian vibe to California and vice versa. Yeah. Like you guys send us yeah. some of your better weather. We'll, yeah. uh, I think that's a, a, a much better trade deal than what's going on right now. Well, I love, I love California. I love my, my home state very much. Were, were you born and raised in California? No, I was born in Ohio. My father was in the military, so we moved around a lot. Oh, okay. But I was raised most of the time in California, in Southern California, and uh, I consider that home. Oh, okay. Yeah. It is one state that I would like to visit one day. Oh, you must. Well, 
it, it's it's they only a thirty-five hour drive. Uh, That's true. Thirty-five hour drive. Wow. From okay. I, I yep. one day I got bored and I I just Google mapped from my door to Apple Valley, and it was thirty-five. Yeah, thirty-five and change straight hours of driving. So it can be done in a day and it a half. Be- that would be a 39-hour drive for me because I'm four hours north of you. <laughs> True. Oh, picky, picky, picky. <laughs> we could. But if he's going down to if he's going to down to California, I will drive the four hours to his house. Then he can drive. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say we could probably meet in like Chicago or North Dakota and then make yeah. that trip. <laughs> Chicago would be fun. Oh, now, yeah, that, that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> Okay, Chicago would have to be a couple of days because I would like to do some some sightseeing. Oh, yes. yeah, Chicago. Chicago is a great town. I spent a mm-hmm. weekend in Chicago. That was a great town. Anyways, Steph, get us out of here. Yes. Okay. I would like to thank our guest, DC Diamondopolis, and her award-winning story, nineteen fifty-one. We've talked about so many different ones. I had to double check and make sure I had the right one. <laughs> and I really hope we see more of your work on the World of Myth magazine. So well, we can so hopefully have you on here again as another winner. Oh, I would And I hope you enjoyed our time. I did. I enjoyed both of you very much. Thank you very much, DC. Okay. we. I will see you soon, I'm sure. Yes, we will. We, once... Once, uh, once the show is up and live, we will put it on, put the link on your Facebook page and then you have it forever. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. Alrighty. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Congratulations. Bye bye. Bye bye. And that was our interview with member of the month, DC Diamondopolis. So, um, do we have any, Plans on who we're going to be interviewing next, Steph? Or I do believe that our next interview is going to be, and I hope I have her name right, Jody Perkins. Okay. All right. Well, I feel like I'm eavesdropping. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Well played, DC. <laughs> you guys you both really are uh, that was wonderful i i don't know how it will come off but it was fun <laughs> thank now, you how come i have lupa Barty up on my thing is that are oh, is that's that me. okay okay i see that's my um my nickname so that's i use that well, as my private account. i like that a lot yeah okay oh. well i guess that'll do it I hope I keep in touch with both of you. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Sure. Okay. For sure. Yep. I'm, I'm a Facebook addict, so I'm always online. <laughs> yeah, I saw your beautiful post. Uh, and I see you every once in a while, too, Stephanie. So I'll get off so I that you guys... Got... <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll hang up here so that you two can talk about your, your next uh, podcast. But thank you very much. <laughs> thank you, DC. Thank you. Righty. Bye-bye. 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 <laughs> that was a first. <laughs> I knew 
she was still there. I know. I can't see her bubble. Yeah. Oh. And I'm like, what? I didn't clue in. Like, I completely like, like what? <laughs> completely, completely zoned out. I thought maybe this said she had signed off, and for whatever reason, the bubble stayed up. <laughs> That was a fun interview. Thank you, DC, again. Um, I can't wait to see some more of her work come through the uh, the old email inbox for the World of Myth magazine. So, All right, she's an incredible writer. Yes, yes. So we're 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 bumping up against time here. So um, thank you, everybody, for stopping by to uh, the world of myth bits podcast members of the member of the month interview uh this has been mike lutz and stephanie Barbie. and we will talk with you next week bye-bye the world of myth bits